You are listening to the comedy podcast, a crazy little thing called Love Dev. It's episode 56 Escape from Alpha Babs. do it out there welcome back to another episode i deliberately uh left this episode till kind of late because i had a gig on the weekend over in cheltenham in the uk in cheltenham they talk a bit like that don't they like they bit like the farmers you know how the farmers sound down in cheltenham this is how they i sound like i'm from belfast actually don't i I don't even sound like I'm from Cheltenham. Anyway, the gig was lovely, but I'll tell you a bit more about it later on. (laughs) You dare me to record my whole podcast in that voice. (laughs) That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? (laughs) Maybe when I come back to that, I might do it. Who knows? We'll have to see how we go with the flow. How's everybody's week been? Uh, it's been it's been interesting, isn't it? I was going to talk about something, but it's like old news now. It's it's come and gone so quick. Basically, uh, some of you probably already know about this, but they found a monolith in in Utah and United States, which is basically it's like a silver sculpture. Why am I talking like that again? It's a silver sculpture that they found out in the Utah desert. And I don't know where it's appeared from. I think oh, there's some workers trying to track some sheep. And then they found this weird little object, which was placed in the middle of the desert, pointing at this crack in, in the wall, well, in the in the, in the uh, mountain. I don't know. I've been to Utah. I've been to the Utah desert. <laughs> when I went to uh, see the Grand Canyon. So I have crossed the borders in the U.S., yeah, so anyway, it was there, and it was a weird thing. It was a bit like the, the object in the movie 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, they're not sure how it got there. It's like 10 to 12 foot high, which is around about three meters for you. Yeah, some people believe like conspiracies were coming out, that the aliens put it there. Well, apparently it had uh, screw holes in it. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think aliens use um, screwdrivers, do they? Or screws. <laughs> They're too advanced for us. But what happened was a lot of people started finding where that place is and then they kind of just taking pictures of it like and stuff and climbing on top of it and a part of me thinks like it's disappeared now. Somebody's got rid of it and they don't know who it is. There's a video on TikTok and Instagram of this object, people taking it away. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna talk about it. It's like uh, the US version of the Stonehenge, I suppose. <laughs> I love to see the Stonehenge. You know, I've never seen the Stonehenge, and I live in the UK, so yeah, that'll be something I like to see. Before I carry on with this monolith story, something I quickly wanted to say. Like, I'm not this like whenever I'm sat at my computer, guaranteed I will see a delivery for. Any house, you know, it'd be various deliveries happening. 
So if I shout out, like right now, next door neighbour, someone's just come, Amazon. <laughs> we'll see how many deliveries happen within the space of me recording this. <laughs> uh, I, I see so many deliveries. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Everyone's shopping online. No wonder the stores are closing down in the UK. Yeah, that's another story. Debenhams is a big, giant store uh, in the UK. It's kind of like your Walmarts in the US. Um, and that it's been it's been around for centuries. Uh, Debenhams has. <laughs> it's, it's like it's an iconic uh, shopping centre where you can get literally anything. Designer clothes, you know, you name it, whatever. It's all there. So they're closing down. I can see why. Nobody wants to shop anymore, do they? It's all online. <laughs> right, okay, we'll carry on. So I was quickly reading about, they found another monolith, right, in the Californian mountain. And I remember seeing this one. And apparently now, a Christian group has teared it down and replaced it with a cross. <laughs> uh, yeah, only religion can do that, innit? <laughs> <laughs> I say you divide and conquer. <laughs> so if it is real and the aliens decide to put their monoliths down for us, just rip it down, man. Stick a, I don't know, a Buddha. Put a Buddha statue there. <laughs> like the ones you get in your garden parks. You know, them ones, the big ones. Yeah, so, yeah, apparently that's what's happened. I'm reading this on an article on, on, a, on a newspaper, and it says... Uh, there's a video made of this happening and it was live streamed and posted online and the group of young men apparently drove from South California to tear down the structure in undercover darkness. <laughs> they hike up to the structure and teared it down while chanting, Christ is King! Christ is King! They then erected a homemade wooden cross and put it in its place and dragged the remains of the monolith down the mountain. <laughs> to the car. Sounds like a sacrifice, isn't it? During the video, the men also make offensive comments and drink substantial quantities of energy drinks. <laughs> also referencing Donald Trump and the Quanannan conspiracy theory, and their mission is to demonstrate how much we love Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, you guys are mental. <laughs> Apparently the vandalism has anchored, angered, not anchored, <laughs> angered local officials. So they found monoliths now everywhere, they're appearing everywhere. So before the Californian one, which is the latest one, there was one in Romania, they found one there, right? And he had like, all these scribble marks on it, and you could proper tell it was human made. Because <laughs> it looks like a right mess, you know what I mean? Like you're trying to copy... Summit that's probably alien life. It's not, but <laughs> it's terrible. It's like you can see the welding on it and everything. <laughs> if it was me, I'd probably rip that one down and then the other one in California. So, did anybody catch the UK pun off that we did the other night on Sunday night? Uh, another great show. We had the guests. Uh, oh, God, who was it again? <laughs> God, you Phil Carr and Roger Swift, that's it. Uh, we had some great topics. Some of them I struggled on, even though I chose them myself. And I was proper struggling on writing puns about them. Robots was one, and the other one was mining. 
Yeah, so. <laughs> but it was a good show. Got some more jokes for you, actually. I'm going to read them out in a minute. I don't know what you guys thought of the other one, because I did drop a couple of puns and one-liners. I haven't had any feedback, but... <laughs> if you like them, drop me a message, as always, on my Facebook, Instagram, or even on the Apple Podcast. Just drop a little comment. That that would really appreciate that. And leave a five-star review. <laughs> Helps with the algorithms. Do you know what I mean? So, all right, then. I'm going to do a couple of jokes that I did on the day. Some of them are not the best, but you you can understand what I'm saying. The lady across the street, she's got a cracking pair of legs. I'm not a pervert, but hey, love thy neighbour. <laughs> that is terrible. Okay, there's another. I'm going to go to an ancient garden dressed with a pointy hat and a fishing rod. Because when in Nome... <laughs> there's no other people into folklore than Indians... Because when you go into their house, there's always an elephant in the room. (laughs) I'm going to get shot for that one, ain't I? (laughs) Here's one that I liked. Uh, My father died whilst mining. He left us with a big ol'. (laughs) Cheers, Dad. When I went to Japan, I booked a capsule hotel. Then I thought, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, there you go. I've not done as many as I normally would, because the rest of them, I think some of them are already in my set. But who really cares? And talking about jokes, yes, I I was going to mention this, and I forgot. The gig I did down in Cheltenham. (laughs) So it was in a in a cider in a cider venue. It was basically a factory that produces cider, all their own ciders. They've got like twenty different ciders um, on tap, and you can buy bottles. They've got like a little shop there next to it. It was all right, man. It was it was all right. It was a nice gig. Obviously, it's my first gig back since lockdown, so it's been a good what six weeks. Again, I felt a little bit rusty. I was nervous. It was a double show, so we had two shows. We had one. Uh, what was it? Two p.m. And then we had another show, which was later on in the evening, which started at 7.30. The second show went better for me than the first one, and I was a bit more confident as well. Uh, somebody came up to me after the gig, and he said, Mate, you know what? Your jokes are too clever. They're too clever for this audience. I was like, thank you very much. That is a, like, that that's as it all, isn't it? <laughs> another lady came up to me, and she said, You're mint. Your proper mint. So I was like, I'm keeping that. I'm mint. My jokes are too clever. Yeah, man. <laughs> I did a bit of improvising as well, which was good. I got a few laughs on that. Getting a bit more confident now on the old improvising thing. So that was down in Dun- a venue called Dunkerton's. Dunkerton Shader. So it was not good. If you're ever down in Cheltenham Way, down in Cotswolds, go check it out if you want a little drink. It's a nice, nice little place. It's all right. Quite it's massive as well. It's quite a big venue. Yeah, so there's about a hundred per show. So about two hundred. We had about two hundred twenty, I think. The both shows that was nice. That's run by Scallywags Comedy, good friend of mine called Jonathan Wagstaff, who started a podcast himself. It's called Waffle Podcast, I believe. Waffle, something like that. 
<laughs> Check that out. Yeah, that's available on all platforms. I think he's just started it, so he should have his second or third episode up now. Hopefully he'll talk about the gig that we did. Um, that'll be good. Uh, so shall we... I was going to do a um, No Stupid Questions, and I've, I've, I've found a question already on Reddit. Why the F don't actors in movies say goodbye to each other when they're on a phone call? <laughs> That's true, that. If you ever watch a drama, Netflix, or a movie, and it is, I've seen that a lot, actually. You know when they talk on the phone? They don't say, okay, see you, bye, ta-da, bye. No, you put the phone down. No, you put the phone down. They don't do that. They literally just... They'll say something and then they'll just hang up. <laughs> uh, I've got a mate, right? He does that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He never says bye. Never ever. He'll. You'll talk to you, and I'll go. All right, then. I've got to go, man. And then he'll just put the phone down. <laughs> Click. The phone's off, man. He does it all the time. I don't know why people don't say bye on the phone. Is it corny? I'm not sure. Don't know, man. Let's see what people are saying. There's no time, apparently, according to Big Time Pooper. Movies' cost is measured by the minute, so they streamline everything as much as possible. So, I mean, two seconds to say bye. Is that really going to cost a movie a lot? Right. Uh, Just Big Bones. When I took drama class back in the day, they called it shoe leather. All right. So it's a stuff of life that sucks to watch, or you'd skip it if you could. So they almost always omit it from the story, unless it serves a specific point. Here's an example of shoe leather. <laughs> this is interesting. An uneventful travel outside of establishing that it happens. Number two, sleep. Number three, bathroom use. Four is cooking and eating. Five is slowing computers and six is actual programming. Don't get it. <laughs> uh, I don't get that one. So the bathroom always gets me, says another. Wait, guys, I know we have to kill Doctor Doom before he kills the planet and all, but I've got to take a leak. Oh, is that right? Okay, that explains. You never see anyone going in the toilet, do you, in the movie? <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting question, though. I've thought of that myself. Like, why don't they ever say bye to each other on a phone call? <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. Bit rude, I think. <laughs> so, well, Christmas is round the corner. As I mentioned, I see all the del- deliveries happening. Funny enough, I've just only been that one Amazon delivery. I was expecting a lot more. <laughs> don't know. Don't know what's happened there. Do you know, I spent so much money last year on Christmas. I think I spent, I'm not even kidding, around about a grand on my children. That's a lot of money. It is because I bought my son a Nintendo Switch. My daughter got a brand new tablet, clothes, toys. Man, they don't even play. The thing is, they don't even play with toys anymore now. Like, they want it. Yeah, daddy, I want it. I want that. I want, like, oh, Cartoon Network and... All the other cartoon channels that we get here on the Sky Television. There's always an ad break all the time. It's the same toys that they'll come up with. And one of them my son really wants now is a camera. <laughs> Dad, I want a camera. Dad, I want a camera. 
He's obsessed with YouTube, honestly, my little boy. Uh, Ishan, he's, 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 he's autistic. I've already mentioned that. Uh, he's badly wants a camera now that you can film and take photos. And with the YouTube, he, I think he wants to become a YouTuber. Because <laughs> my daughter said the other day he was playing with his toys and he's going, Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. I was. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it, innit? I don't know what he's going to make a video on. No idea. It's probably Minecraft or what else is he into? Thomas, the tank, cars, Pixar cars, you know, the movie. He's obsessed with that. Oh, I really don't know. So he wanted that, my little boy did. I've already bought him one. I bought him something else as well, which he doesn't really know about. But I feel a bit guilty because I feel like it's probably for me as well. <laughs> Uh, one of those handheld consoles basically it plays all the old games like you know PSP, Game Boy Nintendo, Super Nintendo Neo Geo plays Atari games, plays all of them and they're all all the games are on there so you don't even have to do any work it looks pretty good so I've got him now he doesn't know that though well he's a big fan of Sonic and Mario so I thought he would probably enjoy that playing the old Mario Super Nintendo games <laughs> yeah so I remember my days, Christmas time. I never used to ask for anything. I think the only thing I got was an action figure from He-Man. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. I didn't even get He-Man. I wanted He-Man, right? My dad got me someone else. <laughs> I can't remember the character's name now. But he's in the Masters of the Universe. But I thought, do you know what? I don't matter. It's the thought that counts. And it... <laughs> It's going to be a strange Christmas, though, for all of us, isn't it? Can't mix households in the UK, so I think there's a minimum of two, three, something like that. It's not the same now. I've noticed a lot of houses. There's a few, but a lot of the houses have not put up Christmas decorations. Nope, nothing, no lights, no tree in front of the window. <laughs> we have, though, obviously. I've seen those ribbons that you get. That people are putting on their door, front door. Looks like a cross, isn't it? Not too sure about it. I know it's supposed to be like, you know, it's a it's a bow. You're wrapping the house up. Dunno. <laughs> I think it's time we started a little weird news story. This one is short, so I might just do two. Who knows? <laughs> might be in for a treat. Today's weird news story is Man find after walking 280 miles to calm down following a row with his wife during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, lockdown has got to some people big time. Right here is the story. I believe it comes all the way from Italy. Italian man expirated by an argument with his wife walked for 280 miles to calm down before being caught by police, enforcing the country's strict lockdown. The unnamed 48-year-old... Shout out to the unnamed 48-year-old. Happy birthday, matey. Reportedly hiked for a week in an attempt to soothe his anger after he had fallen out with his partner. <laughs> yeah, what a legend. Despite living in Como... That's in the far north of Italy on the Swiss border. 
The man managed to make it all the way to Fano, which is a small town on the Adriatic coast, some 280 miles south. The geezer walked 280 miles south. <laughs> well, I will walk 280 miles. Well, I will walk 280 miles to get away from you. At first, the police officers who picked up the man at 2am for breaching Italy's lockdown curfew rules did not believe he could have walked so far. But after checking his name, found his wife had indeed reported him as missing back in Como a week earlier. (laughs) Reports in the Italian media state that the man was cold and tired, but appeared lucid although he admitted he had not realised quite how far he had gone during his long walk to clear his head. Man, that must have been some proper row, innit? For you to walk 280 miles. There's been many, many times I've had a row with my partner and I've been so tempted to just get in my car and drive somewhere. (laughs) The man said he had been given food by strangers during his epic hike during which he had an average around 40 miles a day. (laughs) After his wife came to collect him, she confirmed he had indeed stormed out of their home in Como after a row a week ago, and had not been seen since. However, as well as picking up her husband's overnight hotel bill, (laughs) what a missus, in Fado, she was also told to pay the 400-year-old fine all right, because he had been given it by police for breaching the COVID overnight curfew. <laughs> Italy imposed a nationwide curfew from 10pm till 5am in an effort to clamp down on its second wave of coronavirus. Inside areas designated red zones where the virus is most prevalent, Italians are only permitted to walk or bike rides outside if they stay near their home although no specific distance has given in regulations. There you go. That's just some of the lengths that a bloke would do to get away from his missus. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? Fair play. I'll rate that geezer, man, for doing that. (laughs) 280 miles, though, that is something, that is an achievement, isn't it? Well, the thing, even though he stayed, like, in a hotel halfway through, he must have thought then, like, I'm proper far, ain't it? What do I do? Do I go back home? Nah, forget it. I've had enough of her. I'm going to carry on walking. <laughs> and how did he not pay the bill, anyway? That's strange. Unless he, where he ended up at, he stayed the night and the police found him. Because he had no money. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Do you know what? Here's another legend, another bloke. I said I was going to do two weird news stories. Let's just do it. I really don't care. <laughs> it's my podcast. I, I, I really like this story because um, I thought it was it was hilarious when I, when I first read it. So here it is. Here's the second weird news story. North Korean gymnast defects to the south by leaping over border fence. CO officials then made him jump twice... To prove he was telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, they made him jump twice. No way. So a North Korean man who defected to the south by reportedly leaping over the border fence 
has been claimed to be a former gymnast. On November the 3rd, a man in his 20s entered the Demetilloroid Zone, DMZ, whatever that is, between North and South Korea, shortly after 7pm local time. He was captured by South Korean border guards 14 hours later, and his motivations for crossing have been under investigation ever since. <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe he was getting away from his missus as well. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> he probably was, but I bet that's the whole reason he did it. He had to jump over the border. He had to get away. I mean, the first guy, the Italian guy, he did 280 miles, which is an achievement. Uh, but he was still in his country. So this guy thought, you know what? I don't even want to be in this country. I've had enough of my missus. I'm going to pole vault over that fence. <laughs> <laughs> Was it King Jumpin? King Jumpin? I don't know. Anyway, let's carry on. The military is making efforts to ascertain how the man could have crossed a three-meter fence without triggering an alarm. <laughs> Citing a Seattle official familiar with the matter, the Korea Herald reported that the man told authorities he had been able to jump the fence because of his gymnastics training. Officials then reportedly made the man, who was small in such stature, Stature, you know what I mean, <laughs> and light in weight, jumped twice to prove his claim. Man, he jumped twice, you know. <laughs> However, the Cholson Iblo newspaper said authorities suspected that the man had crossed by scaling an iron pole on the fence before jumping down the other side. The military earlier revealed that the fences in the sections where the North Korean man claimed to have crossed looked pressed down. It added that the barrier did not seem to have been cut or modified. The man arrested in Gangwon province, <laughs> Gangwon, about 1.5 kilometers south of the border, wearing blue civilian clothes. Cholsun Ibo reported he had been wandering an area strewn with landmines and claimed to be a civilian, seeking to defect. So the incident has sparked criticism from many who accuse the military of being slow to respond to potential North Korean infiltration. Border guards have reportedly spotted the man crossing the barbed wire fence with a thermal observation device. However, he was not arrested until many hours later. Some say the man's crossing has exposed flaws in South Korean military security, suggesting that the sensors, which should have triggered an alarm, when the man crossed, had fallen into disrepair. Right, there's a bit more to this story, but I can't be bothered to read it all here. Yeah. So he's a former gymnast crossing the second security breach in the area after a North Korean soldier scaled three barbed wires fences in 2012. <laughs> so did the same, but someone else tried to jump the same fence. I think that's what they're trying to say. There you go. <laughs> Man, North Korea... God, if you lived there, you'd want to escape, wouldn't you? <laughs> I know I would. Oh, God. There you go, then. Two weird news stories, eh? Hey? You've had a proper treat, man. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I did. 
I'll, I'll see you guys for the next episode. Well, there's me again with me Belfast action. Keep supporting the podcast. Leave me a review. Get me back in the top 40. I've dropped down big time. I wonder why. Now, nah, I really mean it, guys. Please leave a review. Even if you already left one, do another one. <laughs> really helps. That's it from me. Thank you for sending the crazy little thing all up there. See you for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>